In today's show, we're going to have a bit of a different look back at the 2021 NBA draft, had some time to sit and digest it, a bit more time to think about the picks. So let's go through each team and talk about how they went. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Yesterday, as soon as the last pick hit on the draft, I uh, went through and gave my thoughts on the draft. Immediate reaction type stuff. We are 12, 18 hours removed from that. I think that's about right. Um, Maybe a little bit more. And what I'm going to do is go through each team and give some thoughts that I've considered a little bit more um, rather than that immediate reaction and try and give out some grades for drafts. Now, I don't know how these players are going to work out and the vast majority of these will be wrong. That's just how things work, and like the vast majority of NBA GMs making their picks, they'll be wrong. That's just how the draft goes. You, it's very hard to be able to prejudge development um, for anybody, let alone NBA players at this sort of level. So when we go through this, what I did is I tried to do it by giving each draft pick a score. If you were a first-round pick, it was more heavily weighted to be a score out of 50. A second-round pick was a, was out of 20, and an undrafted guy who only cl- encountered guys who were two-ways or exhibit 10-type undrafted guys rather than the summer league contracts, I gave them a score out of two. If it was a great pick, it was a two. If it was just whatever, it's a one. That's how that one worked. And then you converted that into a letter grade. And when giving the rankings or giving the, the, the grades or the number rankings for these picks, it's based on, do I think the player's a good player? Um, what did I think of getting that player at that spot? And does it make sense in the context of that team? So all that stuff was weighted in uh, to where that player was picked. So let's get into talking about those uh, those guys right now. We'll start with the Atlanta Hawks, who at number 20 selected Jalen Johnson out of Duke. Number 48, they went with Sharif Cooper from Auburn. And then undrafted, they signed Ibi Watson. Now, I don't really have too many opinions on Ibi Watson. Jalen Johnson, I think that's a great pick. Now he had some troubling um, shooting issues. The fact that he didn't play for Duke after being kicked off the team is an issue. But playmaking defensively and at pick 20, that's why I have gave that a 40 out of 50 just because of getting him at pick 20 with the upside play, with the, the role that he has to play in Atlanta. Not a huge one. He can really just sit and develop and, and work on that shooting and work on his ability to, to fit into an NBA team. I love that at, that at that position. With the players left on the board, I also think it's a really good pick. 48, Sharif Cooper, second round pick, 20 out of 20. Now, Sharif is very small. He's not a good defender and the shooting is rough. But at that level of high-level self-creation, attacking the rim, getting to the rim, shooting free throws and elite passing, you have to take a flyer. Teams should have been taking flyers and nearly every team's grade gets knocked a little bit for not taking Sharif earlier. Um, he may not work out. That is completely, completely possible. 
He's young. He basically, he didn't come into college early. Like he only played what, 14 games or something. Didn't, wasn't practicing with the team. Had eligibility concerns. And still came in and did what he did. And you just have to take that flyer on that guy and see where that develops. So that's why I love that pick. So they overall get a B grade for their selections. I think that is, yeah, I think that's really, really strong um, to, to make both of those picks at the at the times that they made them. Really, really good stuff for me for uh, for Atlanta in that area. Let's go to the Boston Celtics. Um, not a lot to love here, really. At 45, Johan Bagaran, who's not going to come over this year. I think it's an okay pick, athletic wing. Again, I knock you down because you didn't take Sharif Cooper. I gave it a 13 out of 20, and they signed Sam Hauser after the draft. That's just the one out of two. It's nothing exciting. It's fine. That translates to a D grade. And I'm using the standard grading system where anything under a 60 is an F. And then, yeah, A+, Bs, B-, all that sort of shit that, that you know, I've found a sta- standard grading system. That's what I'm doing. But, you know, B- Bagaran's fine. 13 out of 20, it's not not, not bad. He's got some uh, explosions, got some upside there for sure. Um, it's not the end of the world sort of situation to 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 take him or it's not it's not uh, earth-shaking sort of stuff to uh, to take him there. But I, I do think that it is... Um, I do think that it is really you know, solid enough, and that's you know, I don't need to talk too much about the Celtics and uh, and what they did in the NBA draft because it was pretty boring. Let's talk about the next uh, the next guys. That is the Brooklyn Nets, who ended up with five draft picks. Amazingly, at twenty seven, they had Cam Thomas, which while I think Thomas probably should have been picked a little bit higher. I don't understand him on this team as a offense-only isolation scorer type. Where Kyrie Harden and Durant are all with the ball in their hand, what value does he provide? Maybe it's in four years' time. It's not bad. I think, again, when I'm basing it on fit, I don't like it. When I'm basing it on value at 27, I do like it. So he's a 37 out of 50. I'm not a big fan of Dayron Sharp at 29. He gets a 20 out of 50 for me. Maybe that's a little bit too harsh. But I, I just didn't like the pick. I just think there are the better guys on the board available for them there. Um, yeah, would the Sharp ever profile to be a starter? Maybe. Maybe he is on this team. I, I don't see it. But other people do really like that pick, so maybe I'm off on that. 44, Kessler Edwards. I gave that a seven, 17 out of 20. Um, really good you know, type of wing defender. Can be a bit of a shooter. I think that fits perfectly. I would have taken him earlier. I really like him there. That, that's a strong pick. And I didn't like what they did at 49, Marcus Zagorowski, who, um, again, I just don't think he's really an NBA quality player. They did miss out on Sharif Cooper there by one pick, but there were still some other guys they could have selected with that pick that I thought would have been better value. So uh, I'm not I'm not totally in on getting um, Zagorowski at that pick. And then at 59, they took Raekwon Gray, who, again, I'm not certain he is an NBA player. So his uh, his grade drops down, uh, uh, or his uh, overall score, 13 out of 20. It's not bad, but it's not terrible. 9 out of 20 for Zegarowski. That gives them a D- minus overall. Just, I think, dropped down by the Zegarowski pick and the Dayron Sharp pick, which weren't ones that I, uh, that I particularly liked. Let's go to the Charlotte Hornets. At number 11, they took James Booknight. Now, a lot of people would have this as an absolute home run pick for the Charlotte Hornets. I don't, because I, I don't I don't 
value Booknight the way that others did. People thought that that was a slide down the draft for Booknight, and based on some of the early projections, it was, but that's not a slide down from where I valued him in the draft. I don't really get him in that position. Again, plenty of other players they should have taken there. Alperen Shingun stands out. Gave him a 31 out of 50 for that pick because I can see the explosion and the scoring is there. The fit doesn't make perfect sense. The player doesn't make perfect sense and there are better players on the board in my opinion. So that's why I don't like that one in particular. 19, they traded up to get Kai Jones. <clears throat> I think that's a bit of a waste. I don't, again, I'm not sure if Jones can play basketball at the NBA level. He's athletic, and that might work with LaMelo Ball, and he is a backup there to Mason Plumley. Maybe they bring someone else in as well, bring back Zeller or, or uh, Bismarck Biombo. Who knows what they do? I just don't think that investing in a center slash power forward at that pick, when he, they could they are just totally replaceable, that level of player, he, and, and, and trading up to get it uh, doesn't work for me. I love the pick of the, uh, the God of Hammers, JT Thor. We know each other. He's a friend from work. At 37, I thought Thor should have been a first-round pick. So when you get that guy at 37, total upside swing. I love it. And if Kai Jones had been picked at 37, yeah, that's a 20 out of 20 as well. I gave Booknight a 31 out of 50. Jones a 27 out of 50. 56, they picked Scotty Lewis. I just don't think he's an NBA player. Um, at 56, we're not you know, judging too harshly. 11 out of 20, though. I, I don't think he should have been a, a guy to pick there. And then they got DJ Carton undrafted, which I don't have too many strong opinions on DJ Carton. To me, that overall is a, uh, a D grade for the uh, for the Charlotte Hornets there because, again, I, I don't love the Booknight pick. I don't love the Jones pick. I do love the Thor pick. Um, and then Lewis doesn't really do it for me either. Um, again, these some of these grades will seem harsh, but that's I'm just trying to do it off this numerical grade, and it's not it's like everyone gets a B. Like that's that's not how we're uh, not how we're grading this. Let's look at the Chicago Bulls, who at number 38 selected Ayo Desomnu out of Illinois. I gave that a 14 out of 20. I think Desomno again, I would have taken Sharif Cooper there. I think there are other players I would have taken ahead of him. It's fine in terms of the range. It's fine in terms of the type of player, but Jared Butler was on the board. Um, Sharif Cooper was on the board. Yeah, if they had have been off and they still took Desomno at 38, you're probably a 16 or 17 out of 20. In the end, I gave him a 14 out of 20, just because I, I just think Desomno profiles as best case scenario backup point guard. Maybe he's better than that. I, I don't see it. Then undrafted, they selected Ethan Thompson, which again, no real, um, no real opinion on, on Ethan Thompson to me. That's a one out of two. So the Bulls get overall a D plus for their draft. They didn't have a lot to work with. But again, I just thought there were better picks that they could have made at 38 where they did pick DeSumno. Um, and that could have been an absolute home run to, to get one of those guys uh, in that position. But alas. Let's give our first A plus out now. The Cleveland Cavaliers. They had Evan Mobley. That's a 50 out of 50 to me. I had Mobley as the number two pick in this draft. But getting a guy at that spot, my number two player at number three, a number one caliber overall player at number three, it's a massive win. It's a 50 out of 50 guarantee. That's awesome. They got Chandler Vaudrin undrafted. Again, no real opinion. there. That's a massive A-plus to me. Getting Mobley, great fit, great prospect, great upside, great value. You didn't trade away the pick. You didn't trade up to get a guy. I, I absolutely love I don't really know how much more I can say about that for Cleveland. 
but I do think that is an absolutely awesome selection. Mobley, maybe he ends up uh, starting as a power forward for a little bit, but I think best best case he's long-term as a center. They still got Alan Love and Nance. So his minutes will be pretty limited early on, I would imagine, maybe 22, 23 a night. But I love him. And I am going to do Dynasty Rookie Ranks coming up um, uh, on the next show. Got to sit down and, and really dig through those, though, and uh, and put those rankings into tiers like, like I did last year. And that'll come later on. Um, the next one's pretty boring, really. It is the uh, the Detroit... No, it's not the Detroit Pistons. It's the Dallas Mavericks, who didn't have a draft pick. They picked it... Th- they picked it. They didn't pick it. They picked three guys undrafted at this point who are... Uh, not just on summer league contracts. I believe they've got a bunch of other guys on their summer league, some summer league deals as well. Uh, Karlik Jones and Georgie uh, Bezanishvili. Um, yeah, I, I like the Karlik Jones pick, but in terms of the guys they got on exhibit 10s, they have uh, EJ Ono, Eugene Omarui, and Ferron Hunt. I don't have strong opinions on them. I was going to give the Omarui pick a two out of two, but in the end, it is harsh to give them an F because all of these are undrafted guys, but they don't massively move the needle. So don't you know, read too much into that uh, into that draft grade for the Dallas Mavericks. Because again, you know, not having a draft pick um, and those pick, there were other undrafted guys I would have preferred that they were able to get. They didn't get them. That knocks them down a bit, but it's it's uh, it's not too serious. The Denver Nuggets at pick twenty six, their only pick, Bones Highland. I give it a 46 out of 50. I love that selection for them. Uh, so as for uh, Bez, Bez Hanishvili, he wasn't uh, signed by uh, Dallas. He was signed by Denver to a summer league deal. So I'm not including him on this list because I'm not including summer league deals here. But Highland at 26, to me, is a top 20 player. Shot creator, got some shooting upside. Yeah, defensively, there's some concerns. But I absolutely love this. That's an A- minus to me. Could easily be higher. Getting a guy like that at pick 26. It's um, it's really hard to to criticize it. To be honest, uh, I don't have any criticisms of the pick. Significantly, maybe there are some concerns with with, uh, with Highland and um, and the defensive stuff. But realistically, it's just an absolute home run, in my opinion. Now, the next one might be a little bit controversial because it is hard to look at the Detroit Pistons and say they didn't get an absolute killer draft. But based on the parameters I set out when I was doing this. Um, I'm ending up with giving them a C. And for those of you who are watching on the video, you, you can see why that is. For those of you on audio, just wait a second, I'll, ex- I'll explain. Um, Cade Cunningham, that's a 50 out of 50 pick at number one. Very, very easy pick. But then in the second round, I didn't really like what they did. Now, maybe I should have scaled it back that if you're picking outside the, the top 50, that those picks aren't worth as much. But again, yeah, I tried to make it as simple as I could. 42 Isaiah Livers, 15 out of 20. Absolutely no problem with that pick. Local guy. It's got some value. Absolutely rock solid pick at 42. There are probably some better guys I would have rathered. Sharif Cooper. But I'd, I had no problem with Livers. 15 out of 20 is absolutely solid. But 52, Luka Gaza. I don't love it at all. 57, Bolsha Kaprovica. Um, is he even an NBA player? He's big. I know that. But these are there's so much unathleticism in these guys in Gaza and Kaprovica. Like, uh, what's what are we doing with these selections? I think we could have used them in, in better ways. Um, I just don't see it at all. Chris Smith, Anthony Tuck, um, as the undrafted guys, they're totally solid. But those Gaza Kopravitsis picks, that they drag things down. And yeah, again, overall, it's probably unfair to be giving them a, um, a C because they got Cade and the Livers pick was fine. And maybe I should have used more of a sliding scale. So yeah, bear that in mind. The Cade pick is awesome. The Livers pick is good. 
And the other two, uh, yeah, not interested at all in those. I, I don't like them at all. But overall, they're obviously a winner because they come out with Cade Cunningham. That's uh, that's as, as basic as it gets. Guys, Bilt Bar, it is the best tasting protein bar ever. They give you so much freedom of choice as well, though, because they've got so many amazing, delicious flavors. Coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream. My favorite out of that group, out of the, the flavors they got, cookies and cream, but I do like their white chocolate raspberry cheesecake, which isn't always available when it does come special edition. Make sure you get it. But not only are they delicious, but they are healthy as well. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the US track and field team. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your order. The promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Okay, so let's go on to the next team, and that is the Golden State Warriors, who at number seven selected Jonathan Kaminga, at number 14 selected Moses Moody. Now, the Kaminga pick, I understand the high upside swing there. I am not one of those people who looks at the Warriors necessarily and goes, well, you just got to draft established players because you're going to win now because you know my stance on that, that drafting um, older guys doesn't mean that they're ready to play. That's just not how that works. But, yeah, I I thought there were better guys available than Kaminga there. And if I had to said they took Moody at fourteen at seven and Kaminga at, at fourteen, I think both grades you know, would have been you know, high forties here for me and a really high grade. But taking Kaminga earlier, I just don't think it was the best use of that resource. Even if they do end up with a really solid group of guys, I love the Moody pick at fourteen. I don't think they could have done really any better there. But they could have ended up with Shingun and Moody, which I would have really loved. Overall, they get a B here, um, but that could easily change. Like that Kaminga pick could look terrible or it could look great and while I don't love Kaminga necessarily I do understand the high upside that he does have and that body size is so important in the NBA that that taking that fly there I I don't completely hate it even if it isn't what I would have done in that scenario let's go to the Houston Rockets who had an absolute killer draft maybe some of these grades are a little bit unfair I went, they took Jalen Green at number two. I gave it a 47 out of 50. The reason I dinged it is because I just would have had Mobley just that little bit higher, but it's still an excellent pick. There is still bust potential with all of these guys. Defensively, there are concerns. I think he can be a better ball handler um, than he's shown. The shooting, I think it's good. Scoring, excellent. Athleticism through the roof. Yeah, love it. So I dinged it a little bit. 16, Alperen Shingun at that spot. Trading up for it. Getting the guy you want. Excellent. This is a top... 10 at worst, top seven type of guy, I believe. Love this for, for the Rockets getting Shingun. And then at 23, backing it up with another excellent big man who should have been a lottery pick, Usman Garuba. They're perfect picks. 50 out of 50 to me for both of those guys. Absolutely perfect picks. They can come in and, and you really, you know, they, can, they can work together, I think, in a front court in the future. I love both of those. The Josh Christopher pick, in hindsight, maybe I'm a little bit harsh here. 32 out of 50, I gave that. Overall, it gives them an A-, minus, but he could easily be a 40-42 sort of a guy um, and, and really bump their draft up. One of the best drafts there with four picks, all really solid picks. The only one I dinged is really that Christopher one, which, not again, not horribly dinged, but not 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 as massive into it as others were. I think they were, if that had taken like a Jared Butler there, 
I would have really, really been into that. A Juice McBride, a Bones Highland, would have loved all of those a little bit more than I did with Josh, Josh Christopher. But getting some explosion, athleticism, totally fine. Totally fine pick. Really, really good stuff from Houston there, of course. Indiana. Yeah, I don't love this. Um, you know what I think of the Chris Duarte pick. I hate it. And the fact that all these teams are just tripping over their dicks to try and get Duarte. You know what? That doesn't make it the right pick. Just because all these teams want to get him, that doesn't make it the right pick. It could be the right pick. I am perhaps way off. But he is like six years older than the, the guy that was picked one pick after him. Six. And there is no guarantee he comes in and even has an impact as a, as a first-year guy. It's 24. The shooting, I think, can be real, but maybe it's not. Maybe is maybe that doesn't translate to the NBA. Maybe maybe what he does, it just makes no sense to me. At 25, sure. At 13, no. They also traded to get pick 22, and that ended up being Isaiah Jackson. There is upside in Jackson as a rim protector. It doesn't appear like Miles Turner is going to be on this team long term. So they still got Gogo Badadze, but they're just looking, well, we think this guy's best available. We traded up. We really, really like him. Maybe we can flip him. Maybe he can play the four. I, I don't think it's the greatest um, use of resources given where this team currently sits. So I did knock that down a bit. They gave it a 37 out of 50. I like them getting Dwayne Washington Jr. Two out of two as an undrafted guy. Terry Taylor's a one out of two. Overall, it's an F just because I hate that Duarte pick so much. I just don't think that it's worth it at that spot. If they had got Duarte at 22... No worries. But at 13, with so many other guys on the board, just absolute foolishness, in my opinion, to, to select him at that spot. Let's go on to the LA Clippers, who made lots of moves, lots of trades to get themselves into the positions they ended up with. At 21, they land Keon Johnson. Trade with the Knicks. I gave it a 43 out of 50. I thought Keon could have conceivably been a top 10 pick. He fell to 21. Athleticism, great. Defensive stuff, I think, can be really good. Shooting is is a concern for sure. But yeah, the value there is really, really strong. At number 33, Jason Preston. Preston? I like that guy. Preston! Yes, Preston. Really, really good. Um, trading up for him, maybe he doesn't work out, but just a guy that... Can really pass, really run an offense. Um, that's an 18 out of 20 for me. Love love getting in there and getting Preston as that early second round pick as someone to develop. And at 51, they got BJ Boston from Kentucky. Um, they bought the draft pick from the Pelicans. So anytime you buy a draft pick, I always think it's a win. The Kentucky nature of it gives me some hope that he can be better than this pick. He struggled in, in college for sure, but... Yeah, I think it's a, it's a great upside play at 51. So 18 out of 20. Overall, B-plus for them. Very, very strong draft for the Clippers, Clippers, I thought, based on where they were picking and the moves that they made and the players that they picked. I don't think that anyone could really be too disappointed with the moves that they ended up making there. The Lakers, it's a tough one to um, completely judge just because they didn't have a draft pick. They traded 22 for Russell Westbrook. In that Russell Westbrook deal. And I didn't love that Russell Westbrook deal, but hard to judge all that completely until we see what the hell happens in free agency because they have literally four blokes under contract at the moment. But Austin Reeves, Joel Ayayi, Chaundy Brown Jr., I love all of those undrafted guys. I think Ayayi and Brown are on two ways, or maybe it's Ayayi and Reeves. They are excellent undrafted picks. And both, I think Reeves and Ayayi should have been drafted. 
I think Brown had a chance to be drafted. And they also grabbed Mac McClung, which is totally fine. To me, that's that's B plus. It could have even been like an A, A minus. For what they had yeah, at their disposal, which wasn't was in nothing because they were they didn't have a draft pick. I thought they did exceedingly well to grab those undrafted guys, just really hitting it. And maybe they don't work out, but just they are guys that I had much higher um, grades on than where they ended up. Um, and getting them undrafted, I think, is really, really strong value. The Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, Ooh, okay. Um, at number 10, they selected Zaire Williams. High pedigree, high school guy who had a shit year in college. They are swinging for the fences. It's not what I would have done there. There are other swings you could have made. But again, there there is there are flashes there. There is upside there for Zaire. I gave it a 33 out of 50. And then they traded up to get Santi Aldama, who, and I don't know why I put 30 out of 20, because it's obviously 30 out of 50. Um, Aldama, yeah, fine, but not a guy that I would have traded up for or picked at 30 and used a guaranteed contract on. Maybe he goes to overseas for a year. I don't, I don't really like that pick particularly. I like what they did with Eve Pons and Romeo Weems as undrafted guys. They're both two out of twos for me. But overall, they get a D grade in this draft. I just wasn't a fan of the Zaire pick. Wasn't a fan of the Aldama pick. Yeah, Zaire at 24, fine. Even if they had kept their original pick at 17, okay. I probably wouldn't have done it, but okay. And Aldama, he's more of like a 35, 36 guy rather than trading up to give a guaranteed first round deal for, not one that I particularly liked. This next one, again, a little bit harder to judge. It's the Miami Heat. They didn't have a pick. They're two undrafted guys that we've got at the moment, Micah Potter and Marcus Garrett. Eh, there's nothing exciting about those guys. It's not like they're getting a, a Joliai or even a Vrenz Blyenberg who hasn't been signed by anybody. He's probably staying in Europe. Um it's an F overall. Nothing too exciting about those guys. We don't need to uh, you know, linger on, on the, the Miami Heat players. Same as we don't really need to linger on the Milwaukee Bucks guys. They had pick 31 in this draft and traded out of it. I don't think that was necessarily a smart move. I think they could have got real value. Obviously, with guys like Jared Butler available there, they, they had some real value, and they traded out of that spot. So I don't love that for them. But getting at 54, Sandro Mamakela Shavili. Uh, I, I really think that he can be a, a rotation NBA player at some point. So I give that an 18 out of 20. I do really like that pick. At 60, Georgios Kalatzakis. Will he ever come over? Is this just a favor to Giannis and Greek um, connections? Kalatzakis played for Panathinaikos. I think he averaged like five points a game or some stupid shit like that. Played eight minutes. I looked a little bit deeper into him after after yesterday's show. Man. I, I I just don't get it. I don't know what they were doing with that selection. Yeah, I don't don't get it at all. To me, it's an F just because of how weird that last pick was. But again, I do like the Mamu Kalashvili pick. I, I do think that was a pretty strong one. The Minnesota Timberwolves didn't have a pick, but I loved them getting McKinley Wright, undrafted two way guy. Isaiah Miller is just is just fine. Nothing nothing uh, great or nothing you know, bad about that. Overall, that's a C grade just because of the McKinley Wright pick. But again, if you're just gonna you know, McKinley Wright to me, that's like a, that's an A A minus two way guy. Yeah, really really strong selection to get him um, get him at that spot. So um, they did pretty well. Yeah, getting McKinley Wright the fourth is pretty solid to me. The New Orleans Pelicans, Trey Murphy at 17, which they got in that trade for Jonas Valanciunas. Loved it. I, I could have gone Murphy a little bit higher than that. There are a couple of guys on the board that I would have taken, um, probably ahead of him, but not many. 
That's a 40 out of 50 to me, a really solid pick. Herb Jones at 35, defensively, I think like he's a little bit of an older prospect, but at, at you know 35, I don't mind taking that guy who can come in and perhaps contribute uh, as a defensive guy in the next couple of years. You know, upside's not particularly high, but I, I think that fits. And I do like the Jose Alvarado uh, signing as well. So that's a, a two out of two there for me. So that's a B minus overall for the New Orleans Pelicans. Some really, really solid selections, including yeah, Murphy, yeah, Murphy and Jones. I think really good at those positions that they ended up picking them. Let's go on to the New York Knickerbockers. At 25, they had 19 and 20, and I thought there was still a ton of really good players available there. So, yeah, I'm going to ding them for those trades, trading out of those spots. They got Grimes at 25, who to me was more of a second-round player, but I'm not completely against it. He can defend on the wing. Um, Shot pretty well in college. Not... 100% 100% on board with it. 30 out of 50 for me. At 34, Rockus Jokubitis may not come over, but I do think he's got size as a point guard. Um, I, I do like that. It's a 16 out of 20, but I love what they did at 36. Juice McBride, that is a perfect pick. He should have been in the first round to me and getting him. Uh, you know, if, he, if they took him at 25 and Grimes at 36, it's another one of those ones. I'm going to go, yeah, look, that's perfection at 25. Great at 36, great at 34. Love it. And I'm also pretty interested in Jericho Sims at 58. Gave that a 15 out of 20. So overall, I didn't like the Grimes one, but I, I liked what they did in the second round then. I didn't like them trading out of 19 and 21 also. They also got a Mere Sims as a uh, undrafted player, which is totally fine. That's a C grade overall for me for the Knicks. Um, yeah, really pretty solid stuff. Didn't love the Grimes one. Could be wrong on it. Maybe he fits in, but love what they did. Really, really liked what they did after that. Let's talk Oklahoma City Thunder. At number six, everyone seemed to be shocked by this one. I obviously wasn't because I had Giddy at number six in my mock draft. So they picked Josh Giddy at number six. To me, that's a 46 out of 50. Um, could I have picked Alperen Shingun there? Yeah, Moses Moody, yeah. So it's not a perfect 50, but I, I really love it. I, I love Moody there. Um, I think there's great value in him at that spot. I think he's going to work out pretty well. Um, Trey Mann, while I think in the 20s, he would be solid. I didn't think, I thought there were other guards available who were better than him. You could have taken Usman Garuba there as well. There were other guys around who I would have taken. Uh, Bones Highland, Juice McBride perhaps. It's 30 out of 50. It's solid enough. Same as Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who they traded up for at 32. Gave that a 14 out of 20. It's totally fine. Is it worth trading up for? I'm not sure. He's you know defensive, power forward with some ball moving. Maybe he shoots. I, I, don't, I don't know. Just a, a decent dice roll, and then Aaron Wiggins at fifty-five. Eh, I think it's all right. Uh, and again, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent in on it, but I'm not out on it. Overall, it's a C minus for me because I like the giddy pick much more than everyone else. I didn't love the man picks. Robinson Earl was fine, and I don't really like the Wiggins pick um, particularly. Let's look at the Orlando Magic. Unbelievable stuff from them. Really, really like this. At number five, Jalen Suggs fell into their laps. That's a fifty out of fifty for me. You couldn't you couldn't do any better than getting a top four player for you at number five, so that's a massive win. And then at number eight, Franz Wagner. <laughs> to me, a forty six out of fifty. There are a couple of guys there I probably would have had over him, like Shengun, but I think it fits. I think as a player, he's worth a top ten pick. Defensively, ball moving, I have some faith in the shooting. It's a forty six out of fifty. It's an A. It's an A overall grade for me. I, I really like what they did. This really, really strong stuff from the Magic by just getting Suggs full down to them. I really, really like that. Let's go on to the Philadelphia 76ers. And you look at this and you go, 
Josh Howe is at an A+. And let me explain why. Because Jaden Springer, the package. The package! Um, I had him as a top 20, top 14 player. He's available at 28. You just grab him. I think it's... Now, he might not ever develop into a top-level NBA player. And that's fine. But getting that value there to me for it with real upside is amazing. Philip Petrusev at number 50. Again, should have been picked much higher. Developed a three-point shot over in at Mega Basket. Maybe he stays overseas again. Hyper-productive. Backup center type at number 50. Really good. At 53, Charles Bassey. That's almost perfection as well. I thought Bassey could have snuck into the first round. And I don't care that they took two centers there because maybe one of them doesn't work out. Maybe Petrosev doesn't come over. Bassey's had injury problems. Let's see if we can figure out if we can get a backup center here for Joel Embiid. And it's just absolute value from Springer, Petrosev, and Bassey, who to me all fell in the draft and they grabbed them all at great spots. Tremendous value. And then undrafted Aaron Henry. I love that pick as well. A defensive wing player is always a useful guy. And to me, that, that is an absolute, based on the picks that you have, you knocked it out of the park to get those guys at, at that position. And that's why I gave it an A+. Just fantastic. The Phoenix Suns, well, they didn't have a pick. And at the time of me recording this, they hadn't signed anyone to an undrafted uh, contract outside of, um, not even, I don't even have a report on a summer league guy yet. So there's literally nothing. For me to talk about with the Phoenix Suns there. Let's go on to the Portland Trailblazers who um, came back into the draft. They didn't have a pick, but they, they got back in at number 43 to select Greg Brown out of Texas. Now, I'm, not, I'm not a massive Greg Brown fan. He's got good athleticism. He struggled quite a bit. The shot, I'm not quite sure about, but defensively, it's fine. I gave it a 15 out of 20. I think it's a solid enough pick to replace you know, Derek Jones Jr., it's totally fine. 15 out of 20. And then undrafted, Trendon Watford. I really like that. So the 15 out of 20 leads to a C+. It's, it's a pretty good score. Pretty good score. Yeah, you got. I think you got to be happy with with the assets that you have there to get Watford and Brown. I think it's all right. Yeah, Brown's on a complete knockout of the park at that spot. But he is a pretty good selection. Who wants to get effed? The Sacramento Kings do. At number nine, they selected Davion Mitchell. Old, small, don't think he can shoot, don't think he can run an offense. Oh, and uh, plays the same position as Tyrese Halliburton and De'Aaron Fox. Yes, he can play next to them at some point, but wasting the number nine pick on a 22-year-old who's iffy shooting, iffy size is uh, unbelievably stupid to me. There are people who go, Josh, you're joking. I would have had Mitchell at number five. Okay. That's cool. I don't see it. And I, again, I could be wrong on this. But that's that's a trash pick to me. Absolutely horrible. I just don't understand the point of it. Now, what they did afterwards, 39, Namias Keita at, at 39, fine. Rebounder, shot blocker, defensive guy. They've just traded for Tristan Thompson today. They may not have Rashawn Holmes back. Who knows? But Keita, you can just have him there. See what happens over the next year or two. Fine, 17 out of 20 for me. Undrafted, I love them getting DJ Stewart. That's really strong, two out of two. And they also got Matt Coleman, in which I'm not completely uh, either way on. Uh, to me, that's an F. It's uh, it's a clear F. Just beat that first pick, just just screws it, really. I just hated it. If the Sacramento Kings were an F, what do you reckon the San Antonio Spurs might be? 
Yeah, they were an F as well. Oh, you can't doubt Pop. I, I can actually. Yeah, at some point, the Spurs magic aura, benefit of the doubt, it goes away. Do we love the Luka Sharmanich pick? Has he been good? No. Yeah, Keldon Johnson, where he was picked, he was, it's fine. Devin Vassell, I think it was fine. DeJounte Murray was pretty good. Derek White, they're pretty good. But these aren't, you know, they're not knocking it out of the park every every move they make. To me, I just don't, it's like you know, the, all the Spurs just take international guys. They just don't really anymore. They, they've got a track record of it 10, 15 years ago. They just don't do that anymore as or as much. Taking Josh Primo at 12 is ridiculous to me. I almost gave it a zero out of 50. Primo's young. Sure, he won't play for them at all this year. He'll play for Austin in the G League. And maybe something comes along from it. But I, I don't, can he be like a top-level scorer? I just see him as a worse Lonnie Walker. First rounder, sure. Absolutely. I'd him at number 30, I think. At number 12, with so many other guys on the board, to me, it's ridiculous. And maybe Pop and R.C. Buford and uh, Brian Wright, I think, is the other guy that's that's, uh, in the front office now that's making the picks. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. Their recent track record uh, on roster building and drafting hasn't been spectacular. And nobody is above uh, critical thinking or or criticism. And again, it could be a a no-brainer. I just don't like it. 41, Joe Weiskamp. There are other guys there they could have taken that I thought would have been better. But Weiskamp, good shooter on the wing, limited athletically. Yeah, would never be a starter, I don't believe. But yeah, it's solid enough at 41. But I can't go past that primo pick. That's an F for me. Like just horrendous stuff. I think. Let's go on to the Raptors. And again, people will disagree with this one a lot because they have differing opinions. And that's fine. We all can have differing opinions. Nothing is a fact here. Scotty Barnes is going to be a star. That's facts. It's not a fact. It's an opinion. And you can think that. I can't come out and say it is a guaranteed fact that Scotty Barnes is going to be a bust. I can't say that because it's not true. I don't love the pick at number four for Barnes. I don't think he's ever going to be able to shoot. And I'm just not sure. You know, and if I want to talk about trusting guys, I, I trust Masai Ujiri a little bit more than the Spurs front office at this point. But again, that doesn't make them infallible. They can still make mistakes very easily. They can still make mistakes. There is still value in Barnes. I had him as a top 10 guy. I wouldn't have taken him at four. That's a 30 out of 50 for me. That is possibly too harsh, but I, I just didn't like it. At 46, Delano Banton, six out of 20. I don't think that he was, should have been a draftable player. I know he's Canadian. Um, maybe that's what, yeah, but at 46, yeah, Sharif, I, I should have played this earlier. Sharif Cooper was there. What's my theme music? Um, and they could have gone with him. David Johnson, I think is a pretty strong pick. It's If Cooper was off the board and Petrosev was off the board, that's a 20 out of 20, but you know, those guys were available. You could have ended up with Cooper and Petrosev at that spot or, or Bassey, and I think they're really good values. David Johnson is fine, but not completely movable needing. Uh, movable needing? That's not the right word. Needle moving. Um, undrafted, they signed Justin Cham- Champagny, which I think is a great pick, two out of two. So overall, to me, they are a D minus because I, I just I don't love the Banton pick and I don't really like the Scotty Barnes pick, as you're well aware. The Utah Jazz, they get an A for me 
because of what they did trading down to get the guy they still wanted in Jared Butler, who to me probably should have been a top 20 guy. Now, obviously, I don't have access to the medical reports that these teams do, and that heart problem is really scary. The NBA cleared him, but other teams might have just said, no, we don't want anything to do with it, and, and I totally get that. Also, trust that the Jazz medical staff looked at it and go, we're fine with this. And getting him at 40 is a huge steal while acquiring assets is massive. They also had Massey Teague as an undrafted guy. Um, I don't have any strong opinions there, but overall, that is an A for me for the Jazz to get Butler at number 40. It might not work out, but the value play in doing that is absolutely sensational to me. And then lastly, let's look at the Washington Wizards. At number 15, Corey Kispert. I just think there are there are better guys there. Shen Goon, he was right there staring at you. I don't know what they're doing. Are they trading Westbrook? Are they keeping Beal? Is Kispert to build around Beal? He's older. He's a bit limited defensively. Where does he fit with Avdia, Hachimura, Bertans? Where do they all fit together? They're again, better players on the board. I'm not particularly sold on Kispert. Older guy. They traded out of 22 and got Aaron Holiday. Yeah, not bad. And at 31, I like what they did with uh, Isaiah Todd. Todd's got some shooting upside. G League Ignite guy at 31. Look, the Bucks could have had this pick and taken Todd here. I think it would have been great for them. I think that's a pretty good pick. 18 out of 20. And then undrafted, Jay Half, Jordan Goodwin. No real opinions on them. Overall, a D for the Wizards. So that'll do it for today's show. What did you think of um, the draft? What do you think of my grades and my evaluation of players? Are you looking forward to my Dynasty Rookie Ranks? Leave it all in the comments below, but don't forget, follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app on YouTube. Give it a thumbs up. Leave your comments. Tell me what you think. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.